Welcome to the That's Deep podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm an international board-certified life and success coach, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, or NLP, as you've heard it, an empath, a mother, an introvert, and a podcast host. It is my mission to empower humans from the inside out through inner and outer exploration. Thank you so much for being here. If you love the show, please give it a follow and a five-star rating. I appreciate you so much. Now let's dive in. Pardon the interruption, but I have a really quick question for all of you. What type of empath are you? If you're not sure and you haven't taken my empath quiz yet, you can certainly do so at thatsdeepco.com backslash empath dash quiz. And I will also leave a link for it in my show notes. When you take the quiz, you'll find out your type and you'll also be sent a free guided meditation that corresponds to your specific empath type. Thank you so much. And I look forward to helping you find out your type. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to invite you to connect with me on Instagram at naomicourtney.co. Again, that's at naomicourtney.co on Instagram. Thank you. Okay, it is an honor to welcome Kylie Wright to the show today. She is a mother, an entrepreneur, the owner and founder of the Royal Boutique, and a soon-to-be IIN health coach. Thank you so much for being here today, Kylie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, and so I know we were just talking a little bit earlier, and I want to give the guest a little bit of um, context. So we we connected over Instagram, but the cool thing is that she's actually been to Kauai before. Yes, Kauai is my most favorite place in the world. I can't even tell you. I'm so jealous that you live there every day. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, okay. Like what, like, I want to know like, what brought you out here? Okay. So, um, work essentially brought me out there. So, um, I have a really close friend, his name's Billy and his clients actually brought him out there to do their fitness training while they were on vacation. So they're actually, they're friends of ours too. So it was kind of business and personal, but um, we flew out and Billy trained them throughout their week there. And we just kind of got to experience Kauai with them. And it was everything we thought it would be and so much more. It is such a magical place. Nice. Oh, thank you. Well, um, what, like, what part of the island did you guys stay on? Or like, did you see the whole thing? Or like, I guess, where'd you hang out? Um, we were mainly on the North shore. So we stayed in a house that was situated directly above Secrets Beach. It was Mm. the most amazing property. I'm not sure how, I think it was, the name of it was. Is it Kalihiwai? Halakai, maybe? Oh, okay. I don't know. But yeah, I I know like what you're talking about, like the area with the houses above Secrets Beach, like super nice. Oh my gosh. It was unreal. The property was like 15 acres. There was a private gym. There was beach access. It was so beautiful. And then we actually, Billy and I actually were staying in a house on Anini Beach. So we would, the cutest little house, it was the most adorable little house there. And then we would drive over to that property every day. So we kind of were split in two places, but it was so fun. I mean, I was just not expecting to fall in love with it that much. That is so cool. Well, so my husband actually like grew up um, in like, I think he was maybe before preschool um, on Anini Beach too, though. Like his his dad had a house like on the on the beach side of Anini Beach. Oh my gosh, that is just awesome. Yeah. yeah it's it, What I thought was so cool about Hawaii is all the beaches were so different. So like Anini Beach was I remember there being like black rocks on part of it. I, mm-hmm. think, I don't know. Everything is just so beautiful and so unique. And we just had the best time. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be back sooner than later. Yes. We'll have to connect in person when you come back. I know. It'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get into your background um, and like what you're kind of currently up to. So can you fill our listeners in a little more um, in detail about what you do for a living? Yeah, so I actually own my own business, Royal Boutique. I started the business 10 years ago, right around the time that I started having kids. And it's it's an online shop. I do a lot of wholesale. Um, it's graphic tees and accessories. It's very much mom-focused. 
I love it. Um, it's allowed me to work and stay at home with my kids while they're young. But currently, I feel like I'm in a huge transition phase of my life. Um, I, a year ago, decided to enroll in health, a health coaching program at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I just feel like my whole life's path is kind of transitioning. So I love my business. I will keep my business going, but I'm also kind of venturing in to a new industry now. And I'm really excited about that and looking forward to it. Yeah. I just, I absolutely love your Instagram page because you just have like everything like, you know, health, nutrition, like fitness. I just, it's such an inspiration every time I come to your page. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So I want to get into your early life. So where are you from and like, where did you grow up? Okay. So I am originally from Texas. So I actually grew up in the Dallas area and I transferred to Arizona state. So I'm currently living in Phoenix. I've been here for over 10 years now. It's definitely my home. I love Phoenix. I love Arizona. Um, I mean, I'll always have a piece of Texas in me, but I feel like I'm very much adopted being an Arizona girl. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. I've only been to Arizona once, but like, I don't feel like I got the full experience because I, it was like, I was in Vegas and they had one of those like, you know, buses and they're just like, go to, go to see the um, Grand Canyon for a day. So it was just oh, like, yeah. 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 There's so much to do in Arizona. Like, um, it's very tourism focused, but Phoenix specifically, it's like growing up in Texas, there's so many major cities all over the state. And I feel like Arizona, it's like Phoenix or Tucson, you know, and yeah, it's the biggest small town, you know, like, I feel like if you're from Phoenix, you know, it's just cool. I love the feel here and the vibe and it's close to California and mm -hmm. I just love it here. If you can yeah. survive the summers because the summers are pretty brutal, but <laughs> the rest of the year is amazing. Yeah. Like I'm sure like, do you guys have pretty good weather over there like year round? Yeah. So we, I mean, compared to Hawaii, I mean, it is very dry. Obviously it's a total desert climate, but summers are bad. So from pro really like June, July, August, September, it's hot. I mean, it's well over 110 most, most days, wow. but the rest of the year is like today is probably like 65 and sunny and it's beautiful. That's perfect. I like that. Cause I'm always like, I like the, you know, the tropical weather, but sometimes it can get kind of like sticky and humid, you know? And I'm like, Ugh, like totally. Texas yeah. has a pretty humid climate too. So I, when we went to Hawaii, I actually, it reminded me a little bit of like the Texas humidity, but like it, it rarely rains here. We have monsoon season mm -hmm. for a couple of months each year. And outside of that, it never really rains or anything. Oh. So. Wow. That's, that's pretty, I, well, if I ever come out to Arizona, which I want to, I'll have to let you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So when you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay, so um, I always wanted to be a fashion designer. It, it was just always something I wanted to do. I, um, you know, when you're a kid and you do like career day projects, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I did one on being a fashion designer and I actually was living in California at the time in Orange County and my babysitter worked for Roxy. And so she took me to the Quicksilver um, offices and I, I just fell in love with the whole industry and I kind of ended up doing, you know, something within the industry with design and, and everything, but, um, I just have always had, you know, a passion for it. Yeah, no, and it totally shows, like, you're always just, like, so, like, beautifully put together, and you've got, like, just a sense of style, like, even in your, like, house, too, which sounds really creepy, because I, like, <laughs> like, refer to what your house looks like, but just, like, I don't know, like, you can just see those elements of design and everything. That's cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay. So what were you like as a child? Okay, as a child, I was really quiet. Like, I know we'll dig into our personality test in a little bit, but I'm, I'm very much an introvert. And I, I'm very sociable, though, too. So I feel like I always had friends, but I was, I'm, I'm just quiet. Like, mm -hmm. I'm shy, I'm quiet, I'm reserved until you get to know me. I'm also a Cancer, so I'm pretty pretty reserved until you get to know me and then <laughs> ah, yeah no I I totally can relate to that too like being kind of shy like introverted but still having friends like but yeah totally 
totally INFJ too, right? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was totally a quiet, quiet kid, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm interested in this. So briefly bring us through your life's journey. How did you like go from where you were before to where you are now? And I know that's a pretty like kind of, you know, vague question, but mm-hmm. I think it'll allow you to, you know, share whatever it is that you feel. Yeah. Um like I said, I feel like I'm in like a huge transition phase of life right now. I I feel like I, I moved around a lot as a kid too. So I feel like I'm used to kind of always transitioning through different things. Um, when I moved to Arizona, I got married and I started having kids. And I have two kids. I had my first daughter when she was, I was 24 when I had Kentley, she's 10 now. So um, I was kind of a young mom, I would say. And I just, you know, transitioned into being a mom. I now, I have two kids now, Weston six. um, And their dad and I actually split up about three years ago. So I feel like I had this phase of my life where I was married and momming and starting my business. And then that relationship ended and I'm a single mom now. Their dad isn't really involved in their life much. And I feel like the kids and I are just kind of walking into a new phase of life. And it's, it's just crazy how life's always evolving. And I've just really learned to go with it and embrace it. And I hate change. (laughs) So that's something that I'm really working on now is really embodying change and just going with whatever life throws at us. And you know, we're just on this journey together with each other and getting through everything. So now here I am with the kids venturing into a new industry and it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, that is like, just, wow. Like you've been through so much and accomplished so much. And I mean, it feels, I don't know if it feels like a super long span of time to you or it just flew by. Like, what do you think? Um, kind of neither like I feel like it everything just kind of moved at the pace that it should have moved in like a lot of times I'll sit and ask myself like why this is happening or what did I do to get it here but I'm really just learning to embrace it and learn from my mistakes and and move forward kind of yeah yeah that is I mean I just like hats off to you like going through a divorce and then being a single parent to two kids like that, you know, probably is not an easy task. Like how, how did you move through that? Like, cause I know there's probably a lot of grief that comes with, you know, going through a divorce. Um, there, I, I will just tell you this, like I am in a current state of healing <laughs> and I'm realizing, I think we all constantly are. So it's like, as soon as we start like healing one part of like our body or our soul or our mind, like it's just growth. So we just kind of move on to the next one, always working on ourselves to be better. So like through those grieving processes or like moments, I just kind of dove into the things that brought me the most happiness. So I dove into my business, I dove into my kids, and I really dove into my personal wellness, which kind of got me on this track of being a health coach and holistic wellness and really wanting to help other people going on this same journey, get to a place where, you know, they're good with themselves again and can be in a happy place. Yeah, I love that. I mean, sometimes like you do, like your story ends up being like the catalyst to just major growth, right? And then like, it it always is. I feel like it always is like you, it's true. Like you really never see the rainbow without the rain. True. And if you can persevere through different moments of life, like it will always be better. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That is just like, you have so much resilience. I am just, just so amazed. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I want to know like, what's one piece of advice that you would give, you know, say 24 year old Kylie, if you could. Oh my gosh. Okay. If I was looking back at 24 year old Kylie, I would tell her to never settle. Like, I feel like there were a lot of moments in my life where I knew that I probably deserved something better, but I don't know what it was in that moment. Looking back, I just like accepted it for whatever it was. So if I 
could just look at myself and just tell her to never settle. (laughs) Um, That's probably what I would say. And that's what I'll tell my kids too, when they're going through things in life is just never settle. Like you can always have better, just don't give up, keep trying and never find yourself complacent basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Okay, so I want to dive into a quick round of even more personal questions so that our listeners okay. can get to know you better, like just kind okay. of giving some um, some background on the face behind the Instagram account, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so what is like a day in the life like for Kylie Wright? Okay, so a day in my life usually involves um, waking up. Um, I I love my morning routine, which it's about 10 minutes. It'll make or break my entire day. I usually start my day drinking a lot of water, um, stretching, and then trying really to like dig deep and set an intention for the day. And it can be something really deep, something simple, something um, involving my kids, like maybe I need more patience with my kids, or just set some sort of goal for the day that will leave me like at the end of the day feeling accomplished and, you know, motivated to keep going. So my morning routine every day. (laughs) Then my kids will wake up and our mornings are crazy getting them off to school. Once I get them off to school, I pretty much have, you know, while they're in school to fit in everything I need for me, whether it's working, um, working on school or working out. So (laughs) I usually just, whatever the schedule looks like for the day, I'll plan all of my me time into that time, which is includes work and everything. And then I'll pick my kids up around 3.30, and really from 3.30 on, we're filled with kid, kid activities, so. Yeah, yeah, wow. Life every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like, I don't know, like, is this, like, something that you kind of created? Like, you know, this is the day that I would like to have, and that's something that you created, or it's just kind of how, how it all fell into place? Um, it just kind of fell into place like that, so I... I really, like, my business was created as the result of me not being able to be a stay-at-home mom. So when I have my daughter, I was at home a lot. I have a really busy mind. I'm really creative. I have to be doing things. And when I first created my business, I actually never thought it would, it was a hobby, more or less. And um, it just kind of kept evolving. So kind of, I guess I kind of created it that way, but it also just kind of fell in it fell in my lap that way too which I think happens a lot of times when you kind of are aligned with your path so if if you just if you're doing what like your soul wants you to do it'll line up that way so um yeah Yeah. I never like woke up and was like I do not want to have a nine-to-five job you know but I did know that I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be able to be there for my kids all the time so it just kind of evolved that way and I like it. It's busy. It's very chaotic. There's not a ton of structure to it, which sometimes is hard, but um, I literally would not have it any other way. Yeah, no, I, I just, I love that so much. And I absolutely love how cute your kids are. So can you tell our audience what it's like to be a mom of two and a dance mom, you know, because oh my God. <laughs> she's such an amazing dancer. Like I could seriously see her being a rocket one day. Oh, well, she would love to hear you say that. <laughs> that is Kimley's goal in life is to be a Radio City Rocket. Um, so my kids, they're just, I love them to death. They're polar opposites, which makes it a total adventure every single day. Um, Kinley is very self-motivated, very structured, um, likes to like set goals and really holds herself accountable for things. Weston is a free spirit. Um, if there's a line, like he'll kind of push it. It's a total like, like, so I have a firstborn girl and then a younger boy. So I'm like, I don't know if it's a firstborn youngest thing or girl boy thing, but they are so opposite. It's so funny watching them interact and (laughs) it's, it's challenging sometimes like trying to (laughs) figure out how to parent each of them because it's so different, which I think is, is normally the case in families, but, um, they're just I'm just so glad that I can be their mom and watch them go through life and and being a dance mom is 
consuming, to say the least, back to your question. Um, Weston is very supportive in Kinley's dance activities, and he's really getting into soccer this year, so it's kind of nice, like, watching him do something that he loves and, you know, having Kinley be there supporting him when he can't, when she can't, and it's fun. Yeah, I love that. And I like that you shared like some challenging things about being a parent. And I guess what are some of the most rewarding things about being a parent? Oh my gosh, the most rewarding thing about being a parent is just watching your kids grow through life. Like you do everything you can to put them on the right path. And it's really not your path that you're supposed to put them on, you know, like they each have their own individual paths. And so you'll wake up and you'll realize that like they're teaching you lessons along the way too. So it's really cool. Like just kind of all being there for each other and watching everyone grow, you know, like I, I definitely like set the rules for my kids and teach them the way that I think they should be and what's right and wrong and do your homework, turn your homework in and stuff like that. But they teach me so much along the way too. And it's, it's just fun being a parent's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I, I have a little two-year-old daughter, so I can, like, relate to, like, the firstborn daughter kind of thing, and, like, yes. we always, like, talk about having another one, and how, like, how much fun it would be to have a little boy, but, hey, we're down for whatever, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm a single mom, so there's a lot of female energy in our house, <laughs> especially <laughs> with dance, too, <laughs> so I think I, I love having a boy, like, we needed him, like, Weston is the literally the light of our life like he changed our world so much and I I just love him to death but it is a challenge for me sometimes to you know because I feel like I'm a mom to them but I also have to try to be a dad too so finding that that balance between trying to you know be there for them in that way and not I know I will never be their dad obviously but I just have to dig real deep to try to like find some masculine energy to be there for Weston a little bit I think yeah yeah no I mean that's that's a lot like because yeah essentially like you do have to like not that you have to be but like you are like mom and dad to them you know I mean they probably have other like male um, influences in their life but like when it all boils down to everything it's it's just you for right now right yeah it's it's pretty much just me um my I have an amazing family so my um my dad is very involved with the kids which is awesome my mom is too but my dad brings some of that masculine energy and then my um brother-in-law he's awesome my kids love him and then of course Billy's in their life too a little bit and it's awesome so they they definitely have some positive male role models in their life but yeah yeah and I guess just like touching on family um, I saw on your Instagram page that you're a living kidney donor. So would you be willing to share your story with the audience? Yeah, um, I donated my kidney to my younger sister five years ago. Um, it was just such a crazy, amazing experience. So she, her kidneys were failing and she needed a kidney donor. And I luckily was a match. Um, it's like, it's funny how things just work out how they are supposed to work out. So like my blood type is A positive and my sister's is AB. So I was able to donate my kidney to my sister. Had they been switched, we wouldn't have been a compatible match, you know? Yeah. So it just, it was one of those things where everything fell into place at just the right time. And she needed her transplant really quickly. And I was able to rush through a lot of the testing to get approved to do it. And it was crazy. It was crazy. Like my sister always says, I saved her life. And that experience truly saved my life. Like it taught me so much about what we're capable of, selfless love. Um, it, it was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, I am just like, you are amazing. Seriously. That I have never met anyone who's done something like that. And I just, I mean, the love that you have for your sister, it just shows through and through, like even on your Instagram page, like you, you see your love for your sister, like what's, oh. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you love most about her? Um, I, okay, so I'm five years older than her. So she started kind of, her illness started like when she was younger. So like growing up, I, I kind of watched her disease progress through life and she just perseveres through everything. So not only did she have a kidney transplant, but 
after the kidney transplant, she met her husband, married her husband, and had a little girl, which is just wow. like, like, I feel like a lot of people going through what my sister has gone through might, you know, feel defeated or I not really like give up. I don't know, but like, she just has the best spirit and like zest for life. Like she, um, like just went through so much and it just never stopped her. Yeah. She wanted to be a mom so bad. And her little girl, Lucy, you, I don't know, you've probably seen her on my Instagram, but Uh she is the most adorable little girl ever. And it's, it is just so sweet to see that where she was five years ago to where she is now is just night and day. And I just admire her so much for keeping her spirit up and really just living life every single day and getting the most out of it that she possibly can. She inspired a lot of people. Absolutely. That is so inspiring. Seriously, the both of you, like, I'm just so amazed. This is, I just, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So this is going to take kind of a turn in questions, but kind of random, but I always see those, um, those hot air balloons on your, (laughs) (laughs) like, what is like, what's that all about? Okay. So I, my house is, I live in North Phoenix. So it's, I mean, it's, it's developed, but it's like a newer area of town. And so hot air balloons are just a thing in Phoenix. Like it's a huge part of our community and they take off and land right by my house. So like every morning there's hot air balloons, literally, like sometimes we can talk to them in the, while they're up in the air. It's crazy. So we'll like hear, it kind of sounds like a dragon, like (laughs) (laughs) blowing fire, but we'll be in the house and we'll like hear these hot air balloons and the kids love it. It's so fun. They're actually building a lot more in my area. We're so sad because like, we're like, oh, when they start building more, I bet the hot air balloons will have to go somewhere else, you know, but it's been fun while my kids have been little to have them landing like pretty much in our backyard. Yeah, that is so magical. I think just like being from Hawaii, I'm like, whoa, that is so cool. Like, I just, I would love to see those one day. That's so funny. Yeah, they're fun. I we love them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so for our audience, um, another thing that Kylie and I have in common is our love for Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so. Um, Yes, I am a Vanderpump Rules junkie. I actually don't watch a lot of reality TV anymore. But that is like the one show that I, it's just like my guilty pleasure kind of show now. (laughs) Yeah, no, me too. Like I used to watch a ton of reality TV and then I was like, man, like, you know, sometimes it can kind of like toy with your mindset. If you're like watching too much of like the screaming and the yelling and the the backstabbing and all of that, you're just like, wow, that's a lot of uh, energy there. So, but I I caught myself like watching reality tv and I would feel like drained after it kind of so yeah I kind of stopped watching it but you know I was counting down for the Vanderpump Rules oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) okay I need to know who's your favorite person on Vanderpump Rules and then who's your least favorite okay um I think my least favorite is probably Kristen No, I'm just cracking up because like I feel like a lot of people nowadays, you know, just because she's um come back on her, you know, like revamp tour, people are like, Yeah, Kristen, like show them what's up. But I I appreciate your honesty. (laughs) I'm like, I just I can't she just doesn't do it for me. I don't know what it is. And it's funny because she actually has a t-shirt line too, which I have a t-shirt line. (laughs) Probably more in common, I think, but I don't know. I mean, let me think. I wasn't even putting guys into the equation. Yeah. I know because the first person that comes to mind for me is James. Is Lisa. Yes, that, that's kind of what I really wasn't. And maybe his girlfriend actually. Oh man, yeah. Raquel. Raquel. Yeah. Scratch that, Kristen. It's probably more so a Raquel thing. Yeah. And she kind of confirmed that this season on the first episode. Oh, man. Yeah. It's not what she said, but I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just like, it's sort of painful to watch them sometimes, but I'm like, uh, like. They're very self-destructive. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh. Okay. But what about your favorite? Okay. Okay. If we're, if we're talking about guys, too, because I actually, okay. I love Stassi. Like, Mm -hmm. I love her journey. I like how she's really branded herself 
the way that she has to be as successful as she is. Yes. <laughs> and I like how she has always been herself, no matter what. I yep. love that about her. Yeah. But I also love Tom Schwartz. I think yes. he is so funny. Yes. I just think he brings a lot to the show that the other characters don't. So I don't know. Yeah. Probably Tom Schwartz and, and Stassi. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Those would be my top two favorites too. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. That's so funny. We have that in common. Okay. Well, I want to know, let's see, one more thing. Okay. What's one thing that you're really grateful for before we jump into personality types? Oh my gosh. I am so grateful for my past. Like I wouldn't change any, anything that's happened to me in my life or, or anything. I just feel like it's brought me exactly where I am today. And I'm just really grateful for all the lessons I've learned and um, where I am right now. Yeah, I love that. I really like that. I, I just appreciate that you can look at your past and your journey as just, it's part of the journey, you know, like I, I keep seeing those quotes that are like, uh, the journey is also super important, like not just the the destination, right? Yes. Like I had this realization when I, like with like a few years ago when I was going through all these changes and I kept catching myself, telling myself, yeah, when my kids are older, when my kids are older and I was in like I'm living like the like right now today I'm living the life like I always wanted to live like I always wanted to be a mom I always wanted to like work in something that was really creative it's it's weird like we I'm 34 years old like I'm living what I always wanted to live today you yeah. know I, I really I'm really trying to stop focusing on the future so much and just being present with right now I love that I love that so much that's something that I am like equally learning too every single day so it, yeah. it's I don't know maybe it's just this like phase of life that like really you kind of like realize all of that but yeah yeah totally okay well so much of what you were talking about before like each time you're saying things I'm like oh I, that's so like such an INFJ thing to say so I want to jump into personality okay. types now okay. so I'll quickly riff here just uh, about some background on personality types and like what what it is and why we should uh, use it So learning our personality type is a tool that we can use to understand how we learn information and how we make decisions. So AKA our brain's inner wiring. So by understanding your inner wiring, you can better understand your needs at a core level so that you can experience and feel more satisfaction in your sense of self. So we often hear that phrase like be yourself, be yourself, but Mm -hmm. being yourself requires you to know yourself first. And that is so true. Yeah. You know, and and being yourself is it's more rewarding and satisfying than pretending to be someone you're not. And I feel like I can relate to that. Like, not that I ever considered myself fake, but just I've always been that chameleon, you know, like I'm people pleaser. I just want to like make everyone happy and like not rock the boat and I would just blend, 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 but then feel really like drained and then maybe a little resentful too. So, yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. It definitely creates resentment and it's, you end up feeling resentful towards things or situations or people that don't deserve it because they never knew your truth. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Bring in some accountability. I love that. (laughs) But um, yeah, so just learning about personality types, it can help, you know, help you with that sense of self, but also uh, help you in your career and in your relationships. So it can help us to understand why our loved ones or our clients or our coworkers, you know, think and behave differently than we do. So if we can better understand how others think and why they behave the way that they do, then we can better, you know, hold space for them and their unique gifts and needs. Awesome. Yeah. So for our audience uh, that don't know yet, Kylie is an INFJ in the Myers-Briggs personality system. So that four-letter code broken down for the INFJ is introversion, intuition, feeling, and judging. So we've talked about the dichotomies of introversion versus extroversion and, you know, all that in previous episodes. So you can check out season two, episode two to hear more. Uh, We've also went over the characteristics of the INFJ personality types in previous episodes. So check out episode 8, 14, or 16, or all three um, in season one. But on this episode with Kylie, I wanted to do something fun. So here's 10 things that the INFJ personality type wishes that other people knew about them as an INFJ. And so this comes from an online article by Bo Miller. Um, Are you familiar with the Introvert Dear blog, Kylie? 
No, I have never heard of that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's just a fun little, you know, like sometimes you might be wanting to read something over, you know, your morning coffee and it's just yeah. it's just fun. Yeah, but okay, I'm going to read these. There's actually 47 things on his list. Oh <laughs> I chose 10 and okay. let me know if it resonates or if you're like, absolutely no way. Okay. <laughs> okay. So INFJs prefer interacting with people on a one-to-one or small group basis. So while they surely can participate in large group activities, it just can easily drain them and their energy. I can definitely resonate with that a thousand percent. Like, so I'm, so Billy is an extrovert. So he took the same test. He's an ENFP, I think, but I was like reading the, um, like different, like social interactions of them. And so in a group of people, a large group of people interact with, like, I will leave literally drained. And I feel like he leaves invigorated yes. and, like, energized, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's so interesting. My husband's actually at ENFP also. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, and it's funny. funny. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, articles, but they say um, INFJs and ENFPs make for really good couples or, like, awesome, you know, just an awesome conversation yeah. because they're like essentially like opposites, but then they have that like intuitive feeling in common. So it makes for a very like satisfying relationship. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like our, our opposite qualities very much kind of serve as a sense of balance, you know, yeah. but we still yeah. like understand each other. Yes. In a totally. way okay. Well, I'm going to start listing a couple more and I'll just start okay. listing them and um, interrupt me if one like totally stands out. Okay. Okay. Okay, so many INFJs are personal growth junkies, and as an introvert, INFJs need plenty of alone time to recharge their energy. It's nothing personal, they just need time and space to be themselves again. Um, sometimes INFJs are mistaken um, as extroverts, so due to their great people skills and their sincere interest and curiosity about people, um, sometimes they're mistaken as extroverts. Has that ever happened to you? Um, yes, because I'm very... I feel like I'm, people approach me really easily. So I, and I love like conversation and talking to people. So it's, it's like confusing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm drawn to conversation, but I, I like to be alone. So. Yeah. Yeah. I totally relate. Um, and INFJs, they, they have a hard time doing work that they're not passionate about. So they seek meaning in all that they do. Um, sometimes they report that they're perfectionists and um, words of affirmation and quality time with their loved ones kind of fill their love tank. I don't know what you think about that one. Oh yeah, that's like spot on. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Um, INFJs can be, you know, sensitive to criticism. I know this one is that one. Yeah, but INFJs are like an iceberg. So the tip is what you see, you know, what you're seeing out loud, uh, what we're saying out loud and the underneath of the surface is just that mass amount of like thinking and, you know, the, the, the brain going a lot and the feelings that aren't always visible to the people around us. So we may look calm and placid, but we might not feel that way. You know, we're really good at just keeping that like poker face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, INFJs are dreamers, vision casters, and doers. So that judging part in that four letter code makes them able to put those ideas of theirs into action so they can make regular progress. So how does this all resonate with you, Kylie? Oh my gosh, it totally resonates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a thinker for sure. I'm a personal growth junkie for sure. Um, yeah, these are all like spot on. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it, it's cool when, um, I don't know, you can just use type to understand yourself better and kind of maybe even like help you find out what you know what you might be interested in too because I know when I first like did a pivot in my career I was like I don't know what I want or what I like you know so yeah it's really helped yeah that's awesome yeah okay I want to dive all into holistic health nutrition fitness and wellness so I love that you have a focus on holistic health and nutrition can you tell us a little bit more about why health and nutrition are important pillars of our lives of course um okay so with without health we really have nothing and at the end of the day like that really is like what it is so I just am very passionate about helping people find within them what makes them healthy so um it's not always food like food is a huge all-encompassing part of holistic wellness but 
it's all there's also so many different things that embody true wellness and I just think it's fascinating to me the mind is fascinating the body is fascinating and really just um digging into health and nutrition and bringing out the best in everyone is really what drives me yeah I love that and I'm curious what is intuitive eating and finding wellness from within I think I don't know if I saw that on your Instagram but I'm like huh what is that yeah so I actually put I have that in my Instagram bio but Intuitive eating to me is really learning what works best in your body for you. And it's not always necessarily the food that I'm even referring to as eating. So our coaching practice really coaches our clients through um, understanding and really embodying primary food and secondary food. Secondary food is the food that you actually eat and consume. And then primary food are all of the other ways in life that you actually nourish your body. So four of these that like stand out that we really coach our clients through is your personal relationships, physical activity, career, and spirituality. These actually nourish your body just as much as the food that you eat does. And a lot of people really put all of this to the side and really just focus on the nutrition and the food that they're consuming. So really embodying all of these aspects collectively and finding a good balance that works for you is finding wellness from within, essentially. That is so cool. I, now I'm like very intrigued. That's, that is awesome. I love that. Oh, and thank you. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like this health coaching journey, I, decided to do it to be a health coach and I really wasn't expecting to transform my whole life through the journey and process of it so it's been it has been such an amazing experience yeah yes and for our listeners like I know we've mentioned before but you are an IIN coach in progress but I I hate to say in progress because you're already coaching people right yeah so the the way the program works is once you're halfway through the program you can technically start coaching clients, um, but you're not actually finished. The program isn't at its completion point. So we are actively coaching clients at this point, but I haven't technically finished the entire program. So it's kind of why it says that on my Instagram. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I love, I love that. And I love that you're already like getting it going, but I love like your honesty too, because I'm right now getting certified in um, NLP coaching and I just always wondered, like, you know, do you have to wait till you're done or can you help, you know, people kind of as a student teacher in between? So I just, I yeah. love what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, we very much let our current clients know, I mean, no one thinks we've completed the program and, and part of our program includes coaching people. So we just really communicate that fully to our clients that we're already coaching and, and yeah. they're helping us just as much as we're helping them. So it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, you know, if anyone, I don't know if you're accepting more clients in the meantime, or if you, you know, you're taking like a wait list or anything, but if the audience wants to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So I am actually currently starting a wellness line with, um, Billy, I've mentioned him on the podcast earlier, but we're working together to create lifestyle athlete, which is essentially a wellness line. It will include health coaching, fitness training, um, just every everything that you would need to go on our journey with us the we haven't technically launched the business yet so i would direct um any anyone that is interested in possibly health coaching with us to either one of our personal instagram pages um which you can reach me at, at kylie michelle wright k-y-l-i-e-m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e-w-r-i-g-h-t and then my business partner is at coach underscore Billy Wood. And his Instagram is awesome too. You definitely need to go give him a follow because his Instagram is very much more fitness driven and a lot of nutrition. So I feel like we're like the perfect blend. We're like the female energy, the male energy, but put together, it's, it's awesome. So yes. definitely go check out his stuff too. All right. I love that. And I'm curious, are you plant-based and what does it mean to be plant-based for our audience who may be unfamiliar? Yes, I am plant-based. Um, a few months ago, I actually, Billy and I both went vegan for 30 days and we did it because we felt like we were going to run into clients who were possibly vegan and 
we really didn't feel comfortable coaching them unless we had truly like experienced what being vegan was and how it felt and the problems or challenges associated with it, why it's good. Um, so we went totally vegan for 30 days. It was an awesome experience. Going plant-based technically is being about 90% vegan. So it's, it's really, um, getting all of your nutrients through plants, but you kind of have a little room, like, like I will have eggs from time to time. Um, it's not being as strict on maybe like your sauces. There might be some animal products in your sauces, or maybe you cook something and there's butter in it. So it's, it's not strictly vegan, but it's about 90%. I see. That is so cool. And also for our audience members who may be new to the whole, you know, like organic, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free arena, um, you know, I think a lot of those things are, are buzzwords nowadays. So like, where can they get started? And how do you know if this type of lifestyle is the right fit for you? Okay, so um, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so um, all of these terms, like you're, you're saying, like everyone's dropping these trendy terms all over the place. Like there's fad diets, everyone wants to be organic, everyone wants to be gluten-free. It, it, none of it really matters until you find out what works best for you. So our coaching program really focuses on bio-individuality, which basically means one man's food is another man's poison. So what works for me is not going to work for you in the same way. What works for me today might not work for me next week. So your whole wellness journey and the success of your wellness journey really depends on you being able to look within yourself and feel your body and feel how it reacts to things and evolve with your body as you grow through the process. So um, our, our coaching programs are six months and that really is enough time to trial and error some things, some, to narrow down what works for you, what doesn't work for you, really set up your habits for success. Um, but it's constantly changing and it's constantly evolving. So I don't, it's hard. I feel like a lot of our clients are very scale driven and weight focused. And I think what the beauty of our program is, is it really teaches you to throw the scale out and to focus on changing your body from within and learning to work out and to train and to eat well and to nurture your relationships so that you feel good, not necessarily only to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Just learn to listen to your body. And, um, you know, if, if our program can help you in any way, feel free to reach out. We would love to help you. Yeah. Started. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm curious, like, what do your daily meals look like, you know, from breakfast to dinner? Can you give our audience a little inspiration? Yeah, um, I know I'm trying to post more of this because I feel like this is, these are the examples that everyone really wants to see. <laughs> it makes it easy for people when they can see it. But um, I start my day with a ton of water. And then I usually have a shake in the morning. So in that shake, I will always have greens in it. I'll mix in like some fruit. And then I have, I always use like a plant-based protein. And that really like sets my morning up. Um, I feel full, I have energy and I'm eating all clean. Everything's clean. So it really just sets my day up good. And then my biggest meal is usually in the middle of the day versus the end of the day. So usually when I'm working out, I'll usually eat more after my workout than on days that I'm not working out. But um, usually like greens, some sort of protein, a lot of like, obviously we're plant-based. So we get a lot of our protein through seeds, um, beans, chickpeas, different things like that. Um, and then let's see, usually after that, I'll get my kids from school. They'll have some sort of snack. And then dinner is usually my dinner is usually more based around my kids. And then I eat less at night just because I feel like that works best for my body. Um, when I have like my really heavy meal at the end of the day, I just don't sleep as well. Like it's harder for me to fall asleep. I feel like my body's really like digesting food more than sleeping, you know, kind of. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of the timeline of my day food wise. So I get my 
biggest source of nourishment around like one or two in the afternoon. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cause I'm always like wondering like, you know, what, what do other people eat for, you know, throughout their day? Um, yeah. I, I'm going to start trying to like be intentional about posting more of my meals on online though. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. So I want to know, like, what's, I don't know, how do you hold yourself accountable with eating healthy and staying fit? That might be another loaded question, but like, for me, I feel like I'm like, all right, I get that motivation and then I fall off the wagon, you know? Totally. I mean, this is such an important question. I feel like, I mean, it's January, so everyone hit the year strong with all their new resolutions and everything. And this is like the kind of time of the year where people are like, oh my gosh, like, can I keep it up? Did I set realistic expectations? My life's busier than I was anticipating. My like biggest tip in all of this is really understanding that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And usually it are, it is the smallest changes done consistently that bring the biggest transformation to your life. So like, it is not gonna happen overnight. If you wake up and change everything about your day, to meet your goals, you're not gonna, you, you, your body just can't do it. So you have to like baby step your way into really transforming your life or it's not gonna set itself up for longevity. So re- setting realistic goals and reevaluating your mindset are huge in maintaining this momentum you have towards reaching your goals. So set realistic goals and then your like mindset is everything. And I'm, I, you post about mindset a lot on your Instagram. So (laughs) Um, it is so important to change your mindset from, I have to work out to I get to work out, or I have to eat this healthy food to I get to eat this healthy food. Like if you can train your mind to, to love it and embrace it and embody it. And honestly, it's gratitude. Like be grateful for the opportunity to have a healthy life everything will change. It will all start to fall into place and you'll, you'll just be living and towards meeting your goals versus working towards meeting your goals. Yeah. I love that so much. And I love that, that, you know, mindset just is, has so much to do with it. And I'm curious, like what tools do you use on a daily basis to train your mindset or to that, you know, to set it up for success? Yeah. Um, well, every morning, I mean, my morning routine is everything to me. And, and, a lot of times when like we coach all of our clients through setting up a strong morning routine. And I think a lot of people when they hear that are like, how can I fit that into my morning? There is no way it's the most chaotic part of my day. You know, it doesn't have to take a long time. So I literally will sit for five minutes and it's, well, I say meditate and I am very much meditating, but you don't have to make it this big event. Like you could literally be like laying in your bed meditating, you know? So it's like adjust your morning routine so that it fits your life. But, um, really just sitting with my thoughts for five minutes in the morning resets my mindset every single day. Wow. I love that. I just like, I feel like that's so much about like being present, you know, which is tough nowadays. Yeah, no, it's tough. Like we just live in a in a world now that is constantly going. So just taking that little bit of time out for you to, like you were saying, like you have to know who you are before you can, like your personality stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like just sitting with your thoughts and like hearing yourself, you it just sets everything up for, for success. So I also love, um, when I want to do longer meditations, I love the Headspace app. So mm-hmm. if any of your listeners are looking for a meditation up, that is my favorite. It is so awesome. It really walks you through just simple meditations and then you can kind of graduate through different ones so that they get, you know, like a little longer, deeper, or, but it trains yourself to, they'll walk you through the earlier ones and it, it really trains yourself to be able to do them on your own. Yeah. I love, I love that point. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I want to know, like, in your opinion, how does having, you know, like a more like abundant mindset help us in our career and, you know, our relationships, friends, lifestyle, all of that kind of stuff? Why, why is mindset just important overall? Um, I think that you are only going to attract in life what you feel like you deserve. So your mindset is literally everything. 
Yep. Yep. I totally agree with you. And sometimes with mindset um, comes self-limiting beliefs. So like, what were the self-limiting beliefs that you had to move through in order to be where you are today? I mean, I already touched on this a little bit, but I had to train myself to never settle. I mean, that was probably like the biggest thing in my life was I, it wasn't that I never felt deserving of anything, but I mean, going back to the childhood thing, like I'm shy, like it's, it's hard for me to get out of my shell and really go after the things that I want, you know, but I think I kind of learned like nothing's just going to come to me. Like I have to visualize it. I have to act on it. I have to get outside of my comfort zone. So really just never settling and keep pushing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That is spot on. And I just want to know, like, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to protecting your mindset? Oh my gosh, my non-negotiables. I, I mean, I'm, I'm working on setting boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think, um, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I like what you said about boundaries. Like that's, I, I don't know if it's like, like an introvert thing or like INFJ thing or just like it just depends but I feel like boundaries is something that's just been a challenge for me my entire life and still now yeah I mean I think for for personality types like ours I instantly think that setting a boundary is like gonna hurt someone mm-hmm. you know and so I mean if you, I feel like I'm learning to communicate my boundaries a little more effectively so that they, they aren't they're communicated the the correct way, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, I am definitely growing through that too and learning and evolving in that way currently. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And to just get into um, kind of like some tips for the listeners to end, end our interview here, Um, you know, tips in the business and the personal sectors. So if you could give one important piece of advice to someone who's just starting out on their, you know, entrepreneurial business journey, what would it be? I would tell everyone to be authentic. I think that is the most important thing about starting a business, especially starting a brand is just be yourself and be true to that brand and everything will fall into place. Like, I, I actually shared something on my Instagram yesterday and it said like the irony and everything it, that everyone is trying to inti- imitate is authenticity. Yeah. So it's like, I like read that and I was like, oh my God, like that's so true. Like everyone is trying to be authentic, but they're authentically not trying to be themselves, you know? Yeah. So really knowing yourself, digging deep, standing up for what you believe in, what you like, what you think is good and building a brand around that will set you up for the most success and it and it seems effortless if you do it that way because you're just being you yeah I love that and just maybe like name one amazing like book or podcast that um, has really helped shift you in terms of building your business and your brand um okay let's see one book that really transformed my life. I don't, I'm, sh- I'm sure it bled over into my business too, but, but um, there's a book called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. And I actually read this book like right when I separated from my ex-husband and it, it really just shifted my mindset. Like it, how I was just talking earlier about like living in the moment and living in now and my life is happening to me right now. None of this other stuff matters because today is what's happening right now. Like it really taught me to love what I'm going through right now for what it is. And it transformed every part of my life. So I love that book. And then a podcast that really resonated with me was, I think you follow her now, but um, the Lightworkers Lounge. Yeah. Oh, I love the Lightworkers Lounge. Oh my gosh. She was probably the first podcast that I really like attached to. And she had like 30 episodes. And I remember I listened to one and then I like worked my way back to the beginning. And she actually was how I found out about the Institute of Integrative Nutrition was through her podcast. Yeah. This was just meant to be like, it was just awesome. So I, I love listening to Stephanie. She is just so inspirational and I just love her. Yes. Oh my God. We have so much in common. Yeah. She is amazing. And I don't know. I mean, would you consider yourself a light worker? Cause like, how did you find the podcast? Um, I have, I've always really, 
I don't, I, maybe yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm very intuitive and I've always really resonated with that. So I, I think I fell on her podcast because I related to what she was, you know, saying and everything, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything else important that you would like to share with the audience? Um, I mean, today has been so fun. It's been so fun being on your podcast. I was so excited to finally talk to you in person. Um, I love listening to your stuff and watching your story through your Instagram. I, if I could leave your listeners with anything, maybe just, um, always believe in yourself. Um, keep chasing your dreams. And if you need any health coaching, hit us up. Yeah, absolutely. And where can our audience find you online and on social media again? Yeah, but you can find me on Instagram at Kylie Michelle Wright, and then we will be launching our new company soon. So follow me there and you'll get all the information there. Yay. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. What's up, everybody? It's Riley with the That's Deep Podcast. Naomi and I would love to invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of the page after you're done listening to the episode and find the ratings and reviews. Tap the number of stars you see fit and leave a little comment for us. At the end of each month, we'll do a little raffle and pick a lucky reviewer to receive a little gift card from us at the That's Deep Podcast, a little token of appreciation. Thank you for all your support and good luck.